Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Welcome to another episode of Photo Taco. Thank you so much for the download. My name is Jeff Harmon. I'm the hobbyist editor at ImprovePhotography.com. And in this episode, I'm going to take on the topic of raw versus JPEG before you're done with that taco. <laughs> Not an easy task. So much to say on the topic, but I'm going to give it a go, see if I can cover the most important highlights, and at least hopefully it'll be kind of a starting point for beginners, if nothing else. So jumping right into it, I want to cover something I, I didn't want to as I was planning this podcast out. I didn't want to go here, but I think it's meaningful, so I'm going to. Unlike so many other things in photography and technology in general, RAW is not an acronym. Shocking, but it's not. Okay, it's it's called RAW because it's literally the RAW data that the sensor gets in your camera. And it writes it out to the file system that way on the on the, the memory card. JPEG, on the other hand, it is an acronym. Stands for Joint Photographic Experts Group. Nothing any of you will care about. It's the name of the committee who created the file type back in 1992. But it is not the raw data. And in fact, you actually lose some of the data as the file gets written out to the memory card. Let's talk about why. It's kind of the biggest point of the whole thing. Compression. Now, it might be a word, and some of you may not know what that is. Compression, I mean, you know, it's it's taking something and squeezing it down, making it smaller. And a lot of you use it and are familiar with it. It's zip. Zip is a form of compression. You take a document that's, you know, big, huge document, you put it in a zip file, and that zip file ends up being way, way smaller than the, the document was. So you're familiar with how compression works. That's one example of it. And some of the raw files do actually use compression kind of in the same way. So zip, zip does it in a way that's called lossless. It won't lose data as it compresses the file and makes it smaller. You can always get back to the original. Wouldn't be very valuable if that document you zipped up, when you unzipped it, you were missing kind of words or letters or it jumbled up the format a little. That wouldn't be helpful or valuable. You wouldn't want to use it. And RAW is exactly the same way. It has compression, but you can always get back to the original data, even though it was compressed. JPEGs, on the other hand, heavily use compression very, very heavily. In fact, so heavily that it's actually called a lossy compression, which means that as it's being written out to the, the memory card, you can't get back to the original data. That ends up being a very important point for some photographers. So let's go pros and cons then, now that you kind of understand those two differences. Pros for RAW far more flexible in post-processing. You can imagine there's more data there. So because there's more data there, you can do more with it. You can you can recover shadows, you can lessen the highlights, you can alter the exposure, you can change the white balance. You have more flexibility to do all of that. Although I think it's only really a big deal for people who are still learning a lot more about how to use their cameras. A professional photographer, someone who's extremely familiar with how to use their camera, knows how to set up a shot for a specific light that's in front of them. They don't need a lot of the flexibility that's in a RAW in, in a lot of cases. They're going to nail the exposure. They're going to get it right in the camera. And so it doesn't matter then if some of this data is lost as the JPEG gets written out to the, the memory card. They're, they're going to be okay. But for 
all the rest of us, and I put myself in that boat still, I need the flexibility. I need that extra data so that I can recover from my mistakes and I can do it. Another one that is more practical because even the professionals wouldn't be able to deal with this any differently is sharpening. You can actually, you can customize how your photo gets sharpened if you use raw formats. JPEGs are gonna do it for you. When it gets written out to the file system, uh, to the memory card, the processor in the camera is going to run a program that the manufacturer created that's going to apply sharpening to your photo as it gets written out to the memory card. So it's already sharpened. That's why when you look at a JPEG versus a RAW file on the computer, one's going to look, the JPEG is frequently going to look even better than the RAW initially. That's because there's it's done not only the sharpening, but a few other things to it to make it look like it does. Whereas in post-processing, it's just the raw data. So you have to go do that, those kinds of things yourself, which some people would want to do themselves. So that's kind of the, the pros of raw. Here's the cons, here's the negatives. Huge file sizes. Raw are ginormous in comparison to JPEG. That's why JPEG in part, that's why JPEG was even created. These raw file sizes were just so big, they weren't practical, especially think back in 1992, you know, the internet was going, but boy, we didn't have bandwidth, we were using modems, we were, it was all very, very slow. You might think it's slow today, but boy, 1992, that was slow. <laughs> and so we needed to shrink these things down. It wasn't practical at all to think about saving a lot of these files. The hard drives back then were much smaller. Everything was, was constrained by the size of these things and it wasn't practical to use them. So we really needed a file format, JPEG, that's what part why it was developed. So, so the file sizes is one of them. Another huge, huge concern is the raw files are very vendor specific. The raw files from a Nikon camera are not at all the same as the raw files from a Canon camera. In fact, they're not even the same within the same manufacturer. So a Canon 7D Mark II has a different raw format than a Canon 5D Mark III or any of the others. They're, they're all different. And they change over time as the technology inside the camera changes, as they get different sensors, as they get different processors, the data is gonna be different. So even though Canon, for example, has a CR2 is the name of the files that you get, that's the extension on the files, they're not the same between cameras. So it mean, what it means is, of course, Canon's gonna provide software out of the box with your camera. You get a CD that has software that can read those files if you, if you use them that way. But most of us don't use that software and you use Lightroom, use Photoshop, use other programs. If you shoot in RAW, you've gotta wait until those other programs can support the file format from the camera. And in my case, I just barely got the 70 Mark II a little while ago. And one of the reasons that, or it was really killing me, that the file format was not supported very well in Lightroom for a while. Um, it still isn't supported very well with Windows itself natively. It's a problem, so there's that. But even worse than that, because those problems get resolved over time, what if someday Canon decides we don't want to support that really old format we had in the 5D Mark I? the classic 5D. What if someday they say, you know what, we're not gonna support that anymore. And because they say that, Adobe says, yeah, we're not gonna use it then, that's fine. But you have a whole bunch of files saved that are in that format. That's a problem. That's not gonna work well. You, you could end up not being able to read the files. It's a concern photographers have. I don't know if it's real or not, but I've heard the concern. I've heard it being being something that I worry about. And so there's a few different ways to do it. Of course, exporting them out to JPEG. 
exporting them out to TIFF or PNG, or there's lots of different file formats that can help. Adobe has specifically created something called a DNG file that is the same thing. So they, it's a raw format, and what but it's, it's not tied into your camera. It's a standard that they created and are championing and people are slowly adopting and supporting, just not natively. And so they'll, they'll convert from the camera specific format to DNG for you. You can even choose to do it when you import into Lightroom. And yet it still has all the benefits of raw files. It's still those big raw files. And then of course you can go to JPEG if you want to. So there's, there you go. There's my take on, on the, the age old debate. I hope you like the explanation. Hey, if you did consider sharing it with others and be sure to stay tuned to photo taco for other great photo tips from me and the other podcasters on the improved photography podcast network. Hey, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at photo taco. I give out little tips that here and there that aren't shared either on the website or the podcast, and you can suggest topics to the show. Also, be sure to visit improvephotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photography. The views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!